Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. So you owe money to the IRS, or perhaps they say you owe, but you don't think you do. Now what? Well, let's figure that out. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and back for another edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. And while I, I don't have all of the answers to those questions and others, I'm going to assume that the right response is not to call an 800 number you heard on a late-night radio ad. I think we've got a better solution for you. Uh, we've got someone with us today who can provide some of the answers. And it's someone you uh, should know if you've listened to the podcast in b- before. It's uh, Joshua Nesser. He is uh, a attorney at Lavelle Law Limited. Josh has been with us a number of times talking about tax matters specifically, so we're fortunate to have him with us today. We're going to talk about a specific tax issue, and we'll talk about uh, that in just a moment. First of all, let me say hello. And, Josh, thanks for taking the time. Nice to have you with me again. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me back. So let's let's start. We're going to talk today about something known as a collection due process hearing. Um, this would seem to apply to uh, people who have an amount due to the IRS. So let, let's go through some of the details. First of all, tell me a little bit about what this hearing is. Well, it sounds more intimidating than it actually is, but kind of put simply, a collection due process or, or what the IRS calls a CDP hearing is a meeting that a taxpayer can have with an IRS appeals officer at which the taxpayer or and or his legal representative have the right to talk to the IRS about possible resolutions to their tax problems. Uh, and I'm sure that the more we talk, the more we'll get into the, what those possibilities are. Uh, and, and in this process, is a taxpayer uh, disputing a tax bill, or is it more just a negotiation for some relief, or could it be either? It can actually go a lot of different ways. Um, in a CDP hearing, like you said, you can try to get into a payment plan where you're going to be paying off your liability over time. Um, you can discuss with the appeals officer an offer and compromise where you're offering to settle your liability for less than the full amount. Uh, you can get into issues about the IRS's filing of a lien, whether that lien should be withdrawn or, or certain properties should not be subject to that lien. Um, penalties, you can ask that penalties be abated for one reason or another. Or like you said, you can actually contest the underlying tax saying that for one reason or another, you don't owe the tax, you should have never been assessed the tax, and now you should not be required to pay the tax. Okay, so a lot of different possible outcomes, and it sounds like a, a number of reasons someone might enter into this process. We'll, we'll kind of get into those. Now, is there any limitation as to who could uh, pursue this type of activity? Are there eligibility requirements, or can anyone apply for a uh, CDP hearing? It's not something that you can do at any time. The right to request a collection due process hearing comes from the Internal Revenue Code, and there are certain points in time when you have the right to request them. The most common in pretty much all of the CDP hearings will come about when the IRS is in its collection process and it issues one of two notices. Um, one of those notices is called a final notice of intent to levy, which is the last notice an IRS sends out before it actually starts taking enforcement action against the taxpayer, such as garnishing wages or levying bank accounts. Or second, when the IRS issues a notice that a federal tax lien has been filed, basically putting the public on record that a tax liability is owed. 
once those notices are sent, then the CDP rights kick in. It's not as if a taxpayer at any time can say to the IRS, I want to request a CDP hearing, let me talk to an IRS appeals officer. You don't have that right always. But clearly there's other steps someone would be going through prior to this, hoping, you know, trying to resolve the issue. But apparently when it gets to a certain point, then this becomes a, a potential reality for you. That's exactly right. By the point in time when you can request a collection due process hearing, you already know that your tax liability exists. You've probably been contacted by the IRS several times, and they've kind of come to the end of their road where they're saying either you need to pay this, you need to come up with some type of alternative resolution, or we're going to start aggressively collecting from you. Okay. Now, to enter into the hearing process, is there some formal application? Is it a request, and is that request automatically accepted, or could could uh, uh, the IRS simply say, no, we're not going to do it? Let's start with the application process first, I guess. Yeah, so when you get one of those two notices that I discussed, a final notice of intent to levy or a notice of a federal tax lien being filed, included with that notice should be what's called a Form 12153, which is the IRS form to request a collection due process hearing. Uh, if for some reason that form is not included, you can always go onto the IRS's website, print off the form, and fill it out. But the, the notices should include the form, instructions for completing it. And, and it's not a very complicated form. It may look more intimidating than it is, but you can really fill it out fairly simply. Um, and then you send that in to the address that the original notice came from. And by doing that, you're requesting your collection due process hearing. Unless you make some kind of major mistake in completing the form, which off the top of my head I don't even know what that would be, or if you missed the deadline for filing the form, the IRS is generally going to process the collection due process hearing request. Um, still, that being said, you kind of want to position yourself to be in the best position possible for negotiating with the IRS. So I would suggest getting an attorney involved as early as possible so they make sure everything's being done right, make sure you're saying the right things, and make sure you're posturing yourself to get the relief that you want. You, you mentioned a deadline, and I was going to ask you about that because I know um, with the IRS, whenever something is sent, there's usually a, a clock that starts ticking. So if you receive that notice from the IRS and, and the form you referenced, what's the timeline then to get that back in if you want to set up a hearing? So every notice that you receive from the IRS should have a date printed on it that is the date it was issued. Sometimes you'll even receive notices before that date hits. But for IRS records, whatever date is printed on the notice is the date that it was sent. With respect to CDP requests, whether it's a notice of intent to levy or whether it's a notice of a federal tax lien, you have 30 days from that date to send in your request for the CDP hearing on that Form 12153. Uh, and what that comes down to is the, the postmark date of your request. So say that on the 30th day, you mail out the request and it's postmarked that 30th day, you should be fine. Still, I would give yourself some time. You always want to do things with a little bit of cushion with the IRS. Um, it's important that you meet that 30-day deadline because outside of that, you no longer have the right to file or to request a CDP hearing. You can still file the request and you'll be granted what's called an equivalent hearing, which for the most part is the same as a CDP hearing with a, a few differences. It could be important down the road. For instance, in a CDP hearing, if the appeals officer does not grant the relief that you request and, and determines the IRS can proceed with whatever collection action it was taking, you have the right to appeal that to the U.S. Tax Court. If you don't meet that deadline and instead you get what's called an equivalent hearing, you lose that right. So the IRS appeals officer's determination is final. So 
up front, you may not think that sounds like a big deal, but but on the back end, it, it can be a huge difference for taxpayers. Yeah, sounds like it. We're we're talking with uh, Lavelle Law Attorney Joshua Nesser today, and in addition to being a very informative contributor here on the podcast, uh, Josh has also writes uh, periodic articles and updates, including his monthly IRS practice and procedure news briefs. If you visit LavelleLaw.com, look under the Resources tab, you'll you'll find the articles along with uh, those by many of his colleagues. You can also get his uh, contact information on the site and might want to request uh, being added to a a mailing list for the monthly update or get other information from Josh. As we continue our conversation here, when someone does submit that request for a collection due process hearing and it's done on time, does that automatically put the brakes on IRS action against them or do the IRS efforts continue while the hearing process goes on? No, actually, when you submit the CDP request, and like you said, assuming it's submitted on time, the IRS is required by statute to stop any enforcement action against you. Again, wage garnishments, bank levies, things like that. Uh, that's one of the biggest benefits of taking advantage of this CDP process because it, it can be a fairly long, drawn-out process, and as long as you're in that process, the IRS cannot take collection action on the period subject to the CDP hearing. It's kind of a technical distinction, but there could be one year of a liability where you're in a CDP hearing and one year that's not included in that hearing. They can collect those other years, but any period that you're in a hearing on, they cannot collect against you. However, that's another big distinction between the CDP hearing and the equivalent hearing. Again, you miss that 30-day deadline, you file an equivalent hearing, the IRS is not necessarily required to stop taking collection action against you. Normally they will, just mm-hmm. kind of to let you try to work something out, but it's not required, and if they do take collection action against you, you might not have the recourse that you would have if you had met that deadline and you're in a CDP hearing. Now, if someone arranges for a hearing, what you know, what should they expect, and what should they do to prepare? Is this? I think you mentioned uh, an IRS officer, so it's it's not a you know a panel or a, a judge of any sort. It's just someone from the IRS, and is it sort of dialogue or is there a presentation? How do they how do they go into this? You're correct. You're not going to any type of panel. You're not going to court. They call it a hearing, but it's really just a conversation or a series of conversations with an IRS appeals officer, with appeals being kind of one step above in the IRS hierarchy, the collections officers. Um, a lot of the CDP process is waiting. You're going to file this request. You're not going to hear anything for probably one to two months, especially in Chicago where the IRS is very busy. There's a lot of taxpayers here and a lot of issues going back and forth. Probably about a couple of months after you file that request, you're going to get a letter in the mail from an appeals officer just introducing themselves, letting you know that they're assigned to your case. Eventually, you'll get another letter saying, I scheduled this date, this time to talk with you. Let me know if that works. You can either do this hearing by telephone or you can actually have a face-to-face meeting. And like I said, you'll have a series of conversations with the IRS. They're going to ask for certain documentation information. It's important that you give them what they ask for or they can kind of summarily end the process. But it's your chance to explain to them why you're asking for certain relief, for instance, a payment plan, and why you're entitled to that. Um, and they'll work with you. They're usually good about, about telling you what relief is available and whether it's a possibility. But, again, if you don't play kind of by their rules and give them the information they're looking for, they'll close the case and return it to collections to move forward with their collection process. And if you do cooperate, obviously, which we would hope most people do, and, and you go through the process, you're still not satisfied. Did I hear you mention that there's an appeals process then that, that could be followed subsequent to this? 
Yes, again, if you meet your 30-day deadline, you're in a CDP hearing. If you disagree with the appeals officer's final determination, you do have the right to contest that in tax court, which, again, would entail you following a whole another list of procedures. But assuming you make take the right steps, you can go to tax court. Again, in an equivalent hearing, you cannot. Otherwise, they're going to issue their determination letter, which is going to say, IRS, you can go ahead and keep collecting, and then it's up to you to go back to the collections officer you were working with in the first place or kind of the IRS's just general collections department and keep trying to work something out. It's not the end of the world if the IRS appeals officer disagrees with you. It just gets to the point where now the IRS can start collecting it, and it's really on you to work something out as quick as possible to protect your assets. And, and just about a minute left here or so, but um, you said it's, you know, submitting a form, uh, series of conversations, provide information. It doesn't sound too intimidating, but I'm guessing that um, someone's going to have a better chance and be a little more prepared if they utilize the, the, the services of an attorney, a tax attorney particularly, to get them through this rather than trying to handle it on their own. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the form itself is not complicated, and, and you can probably respond to the IRS's letters with, with a, a fairly well-thought-out response, but it's important to have an attorney who's been through this process before, who knows the rules the IRS has to play by and can call them when they're not playing by their own rules, and who knows the steps you can take to put yourself in the best position to get the best relief available to you. Um, these IRS appeals officers aren't always there to explain your rights to you or to tell you, what you're entitled to, and without somebody in your corner that knows your rights, uh, it's it's really hard. It's an uphill battle, and it's hard to get the best resolution possible. Okay. Well, uh, thanks as always to Josh Nessa for being with us again. LaBelleLaw.com is where you can pick up more information on on this topic and many others as well. Uh, coming up in the next couple of podcasts, my guests and I are going to be taking a look at a few other topics of legal interest. Uh, we'll talk about title insurance. And then we're going to talk about one of those uh, very frightening experiences for many of us, jury duty. Uh, should be an interesting look at that. So uh, be sure to uh, follow along with us here on Blog Talk Radio or listen to any of the podcasts at LavelleLaw.com. Always uh, archive everything there. We hope you get a chance to listen. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.